0: Thanks for listening to the Barton Show Podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. A lot going on. Good hour on the Giants. They got their quarterback back. Saquon, franchised. Have some time to work out a new deal with him. Bart, well now we got to talk about the other team that doesn't have a quarterback. And they're trying to find one. You know, they sat there and they broke bread with Derek Carr. And he decided, well, I don't want to wait any longer. And he signed with the Saints. But the big fish, the guy that they were eyeing all along, the guy that was at the top of the list, he's still out there, of course, and the brain trust hopped the jet, flew out to the left coast, met with him, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, and now we wait, now we wonder, now we speculate, but I think the events of the last 24, 36 hours probably don't hurt the cause of the Jets maybe reeling in a four-time MVP.
1: Yeah, I mean, all indications and signs look good, right? When you look at the Raiders, somebody you think would have been a natural um, team for him. You look at what happened when he was out there at the golf tournament, all the Raider fans and all the Raider fans were saying all that stuff. And Devontae Adams saying, hey, I want you know A-Ron a- to come out and play with me. It's a spot for him. He can live with me, all that type of stuff. But then the Raiders came out and said, we're not interested. We're not in the running for Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers may be running out of places to go as well, especially when you consider that – you know, the Green Bay Packers probably want to trade him to the AFC. Mm-hmm. Now, you think that maybe, you know, Miami may be involved in it because they flirted with Tom Brady. They don't know the, um, you know, the future of Tua Tunga-Vailoa. They haven't picked up his fifth-year option. You don't know if the concussions are, you know, those symptoms can come back. Or, you know, he's fragile. So, you don't you can't really speak about his future long term when you talk about head injuries because you can be forced to retire because of those Um, But outside of that, you know, I think the Jets probably are the favorite. Now, we don't know what Aaron Rodgers wants. We haven't heard from him. We haven't heard him speak. Um, He didn't do the McAfee show, which he typically does on Tuesdays. Yep. But he's talking to the Jets. So, I mean, he had to have uh, granted permission um, and saying, hey, I'm cool. I'll listen to him. You know, uh, but, you know, it's a lot of moving parts here. The Jets have to, one, come up with compensation in a deal good enough to appease the Green Bay Packers. But at this point, I feel like if you've already gone down this road, the yep. Jets have the leverage because they can say, well, okay, well, we'll just walk away. and Then how does Aaron Rodgers go back and play after he knew that they were trying to get rid of him, but they just couldn't get what they thought was, was good enough. So, you you know, you don't have to maybe pay that New York uh, luxury tax to get Aaron Rodgers out of the building. It seems like they've kind of had enough. And we heard it, you know, at the combine early on when he said, hey, you know, he's a good player, but we have to discuss with him. And so that that was an indication there. Um, the compensation, you talk about the comps. Um, Tannenbaum gave up a third-round draft pick for Brett Favre, who I believe was at the exact same age. And it's crazy how, you know, Aaron Rodgers was treated a certain way by Brett Favre and had to live in that shadow for a while. And then he got out and, you know, he had to wait three years, and now Jordan Love would have waited three years. And how history repeats itself. And if he ends up at the same organization uh, that Brett Favre ended up with, it'd be amazing and kind of, you know, ironic that, you know, the same way you got him and the same way you lose him, so to speak. When Aaron Rodgers finds himself on the same trajectory and playing a Brett Favre, but um, this is a team that you know with with Aaron Rodgers could could win and could do some some dangerous things. But you know. I wonder how much, you know, the conversations are, what the compensation package is, and when you think about it, for one more first-round draft pick, and yeah, maybe a lot more money, you have an opportunity to get Lamar Jackson. So, that's that's the dilemma. Like, are you having um, are you having conversations with the Lamar Jackson camp and the uh, Baltimore Ravens at the same time as you're having with Aaron Rodgers and you're waiting to see which one is more realistic but if if it's close where you can get Lamar Jackson I think you walk away from Aaron Rodgers
0: Well the Lamar Jackson one though it's you have more time as the fallback no, no, option no.
1: Yeah but you but you got you, you got to know what you're going to do with Aaron Rodgers first Well that's what I mean But if Lamar Jackson say hey put put the deal out there I'm cool with it the Ravens have to decide the match You can put a poison pill up in that thing where like and in and, and i think you make an offer for Lamar Jackson if every team in a, in a, in the a AFC that doesn't have uh, Allen Burrow Watson or uh um, Mahomes i think you do that just to raise the damn price to to weaken a team that with Lamar Jackson could be potent
0: now the thing is too with, with the difference between that is like you said one i i think it's two
1: because there's two no i said two i no, said no, one no. more but,
0: but i don't think i don't think it would take a first-round pick to be part of the package to get Aaron Rodgers. I've been saying that all along. You can get Aaron Rodgers without giving up a first-round pick. You can. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm very, very in the belief that that could be the conclusion here. Now, when you talk about some of the money that's going to have to exchange hands, like I'm sure that the Jets, and it's been reported, want Green Bay – to maybe pick up a couple bucks that still come in Aaron Rodgers' way. If that's the case, maybe you have to kick in a few extra drafts. Well, not a few, but you know more draft capital going back to the Packers' side. Look, we know permission has already been granted by the Packers, or else the Jets aren't flying out there and it's not going to be as public a story as it is. Furthermore, I think the compensation's already been agreed upon, Bart, because why would the Jets go talk to Aaron Rodgers, right, if a deal was not already agreed upon between the two teams, And then potentially to have Aaron Rodgers say, yeah, you know what? I'd like to come play for you guys. And then the Jets turn around and say, okay, Green Bay, let's hammer this deal out. And then they don't get a deal done. You're wasting each other's time there. And I I just believe that I don't think the owner is getting on that plane and going all the way out to California to be turned down, let's say. Right? I, I think that something has already been worked out. And now it's all about, hey, let's make our introductions. Let's get this out of the way. And I really would be surprised that if we don't get some finality on this one way or the other by the end of the week.
1: Yeah, you got you got, 15, you got to the 15th before that, that bonus kicks in, right? And, you know, you think it doesn't take a first-round draft pick. You know, Matthew Stafford went for two, um, and they gave up a quarterback. But he
0: wasn't 40, though.
1: I understand. I you understand. Know? That I understand. Uh, you look at Russell Wilson. I know Russell Wilson is not 40 as well. But if you can get an MVP without having to give up one first round draft pick, then that if I'm Green Bay, I'm not, I'm not taking too much of the money because you still got a first round draft pick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, still, you you still got a first round draft pick that you can play with and a pretty high one to get a pretty good damn good football player. Uh, maybe you give up a two and a four. Maybe I don't know if the if the Jets have you know they're going to get some of the compensatory picks that they can you know load up and give away. They're depending on who they lose in free agency, uh, we'll we'll see what that what, what that's all about. But I think you do it. I mean, the Jets have no choice. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, even more than than Lamar Jackson, allows them to still stay face and say, hey, we can try and save, um, we can try and save Zach Wilson. Because if not, then you have to say, you know, if you can sign Lamar Jackson, you got to try and figure out what you're going to do. Maybe trade. Zach Wilson for a fourth to, like...
0: <laughs> yeah, but that can't be the thought process. I don't I don't think any Jet fan, and, and much less even, like, despite what the Jets are saying publicly, and we've talked about this before, but I don't think you can go into this. If you get Aaron Rodgers, it's almost like Zach Wilson doesn't even exist anymore.
1: Yes, no, 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 no. Aaron Rodgers plays a pivotal role in trying to help him to Oh, that's not going to happen, watching. By watching him. What do you mean? He already texts him during the season. He said on the McAfee show that, hey, he texted him say hey, watch I saw all good, kid. So clearly they have a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but here's the problem.
0: If, if, if Michael Jordan or LeBron James, you know, had a relationship with a young kid playing basketball who they think is talented, just by watching him, it doesn't mean that that kid's ever going to be as good or anywhere near as good as those you know, guys are.
1: You, you have two years with Nathaniel Hackett to learn behind Aaron Rodgers. And then what would happen? He'll be on his fourth year, and then you'll have an opportunity, say, to decide if you're going to pick up his option. So that's the best-case scenario. The best-case scenario, Aaron Rodgers comes here, wins the Super Bowl, or Aaron Rodgers comes here and make the Jets relevant. Best case. And, and, right. And then and, and then Zach Wilson's ready to be a starting quarterback and be the quarterback that they thought he can be. And you get one year when you get him cheap, like Daniel Jones, where you don't pick up his option and you let him play it out, and then you see how he how good he is. And hopefully by that time, he's had an opportunity to, to be humbled. He's had an opportunity to learn an offense and be in it for two years without actually having to play. He'll play in mop-up time. He'll play in preseason. He'll play when the game is a blowout, and he'll get an opportunity to develop. And you hope that he's ready. The last thing you want to do is throw this kid away like the trash, and he turns out to be Geno Smith a lot earlier than eight years.
0: I know that that look and that possibility still exists, but the question is, how likely is it? Like, if you're a Jet fan right now, are you confident? The kid, the, the,
1: the kid has talent. The problem is, he was forced to play too early, and you know what happens when you get in the hell the, the hell beat out of you. Like, you forget your fundamentals. You forget how to run when you can't read defenses. Like that happens all the time. Right, and Patrick Mahomes himself said he just learned how to read defenses. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah, two years. No, no, that was like that was like a year ago. He was like, I just learned how to read defenses. Ben Roethlisberger, his first couple years, didn't know how to read defense. Right. So it's levels to this. So this kid, and this is why I have concern with the Richardson kid coming out from Florida because he only played thirteen games. Right, he got hurt. If 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 you if you pay attention, most of the guys that come out and they play well, um, and that are high picks. All played a lot in college. Don't matter if they play Dak Prescott, played four years at Memphis, Mississippi, right? Came out, was able to play. Right? You look at you look at Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes set for a year, but he had played a lot in college as well. Right? The guys that struggle are the guys that came out. And like Mark Sanchez, you know, uh Josh Rosen. Guys that come out really early, don't have a lot of experience at playing. Trey Lance, right? These are all guys, but you look at a guy like Justin Fields, he can come out and he can figure out how to protect himself because he played a lot. Look at a guy like Jalen Hurts, played a lot, right? Experience is experience. But a lot of these guys come out and they only play 13 games in college and they come to the league, they can't catch up. And then they can't catch up, so they panic. So Zach Wilson is another example of that. You know what the
0: best part about this whole thing is? Like, if we, you know, we bring it back to Rodgers, right? Let's say this happens. And let's say we're talking about this guy as the next two years for the, you know, the next two years as the quarterback of this team. We talked about the cap hit for Daniel Jones with the Giants. You know what his cap hit is going to be this year? For whatever team he plays for, whether it's the Packers, the Jets, only 15.8 million, Bart. Fifteen point eight. That's a smaller cap hit than the Giants are going to absorb for Daniel Jones this year. Think about that for Aaron Rodgers. Fifteen point eight million dollars next year. The cap hit is only thirty two and a half million. I mean, that's brilliant. You know, think about how to, how advantageous that is for your team as you're trying to stack a winner here.
1: Hey, you know, I, you know what I do? I go out and get. I go out and I say, Hey, Orlando Brown Jr., I, you, your dad played for me. You want to play for the Jets? We got Aaron Rodgers. I get greedy. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I go out and I say, listen, Orlando Brown Jr., come on.
0: And he uh, wasn't tagged, by the way. Of course. Was not tagged. So he no. is a F.A.
1: Yeah, exactly. He, he's he's on his way out. You know what I mean? They're going to try and sign him because they're going to save some money from Frank Clark. I've been Listen, I've been saying this since the Super Bowl, since before the Super Bowl. I'm going for Orlando Brown Jr. Listen, he's not – could you imagine an offensive line that had Orlando Brown Jr., Becton, Vera Tucker, Langton, and with that 13th 13, that 13 pick might be the top center in the league?
0: Or and you I could get say, a defensive player too.
1: Nah, I'm not. I'm, but if I'm saying that, I'm like, I'm good. You need a fat boy. You need a fat boy. I'm well, You need a guy, fat boy
0: on the defensive line too, maybe. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like a guy like Puna Ford. Bad boy. So that's what I'm saying. Like Jets can start dreaming with that ta- with, with that cap hit only being that little. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the way the contract. Let me spell. And now
0: now look, this possibly could change, but right now, as you and I are speaking right now, fifty nine million dollars for the upcoming season. It's all guaranteed money. However, as I said, it's only a cap hit of fifteen point eight million dollars. That's good. For twenty twenty four, it's a fifty eight point three million dollar. They're calling it an option bonus. But the cap hit is only $32.5 million for 2024. And the reason this happens is because the signing bonus is prorated over a four-year period. And those last two years of the deal, which would be what? 25 and 26. Those are what they call, quote-unquote, dummy years. It's almost like they make them up. That's why the cap hit is as low as it is over the next two seasons. But as far as the owner is concerned, Woody Johnson guaranteed money that's going to go in Aaron Rodgers' piggy bank over the next two years, that's still $109 million. Now, would that have to be renegotiated to a certain degree, need to be reworked? Maybe, because if you're the Packers, remember, Bart, throughout this whole process, if the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers before June June 1 they get hit with a $40 million dead cap charge. So they certainly want to rid that as much as possible. So that's why there might be some fine-tuning with these numbers, but it's not anything a fan has to concern themselves with. All they're worried about is, is Aaron Rodgers going to be a Jet yay or nay?
1: Yeah, exactly. And you talk about the flexibility to be able to go get that. You know what I mean? Man, what they can do if you get, like I said, what they can do if if, if they're able to get this that cap hit that low and you take money you cut Lawson, you cut Corey Davis, you cut Barrios. You ask C.J. Mosley, say he got to take a a pay cut, uh, re rework his deal. You know what I mean? Get extension. and Then you go out and you get greedy. You go out and get greedy. You 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 improve. And if you can, like I said, if you can get a guy a four-time Pro Bowler like like um like Orlando Brown Jr., all things are set because now you have fail safes because you got Max Mitchell, who's a swing tackle. I mean, you may even tell Dwayne Brown, thank you for coming back, but you know because we got this kid, we don't need you because I think. You know, the 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 Jets really suffered, you know, at the safety position, and then you got a guy like Bates out there, potentially a guy that might take a short term deal like Jordan Poirier because he's 32 years old. You get an opportunity that I think they definitely need another upgrade at tight end. So you're looking at a guy like maybe Dalton Schultz. You know what I mean? You get greedy, and I think you know, you get that quarterback. I think some some players will come here on a, on a bit of a a, a bit of a discount.
0: Well, that's why that kid, for example, from Alabama, you know, you're talking about the safety, that Brian Branch kid, you could play him almost anywhere in the secondary. You know, you plug him back there, he might be available at 13 for you. So that's another option that they could go. I mean, look, there there's a go. lot of areas, and we'll like, free agency could answer a lot of these questions, anyways. But he, he, let me ask you this question <laughs> Would this be, okay? Because remember, Nathaniel Hackett was a guy who was part of. Of that brigade that went out to California. And that's the other thing about Aaron Rodgers. You know, the difference would be, like, you ran down all those similarities between when they got Brett Favre 15 years ago to what this would be with Aaron Rodgers. Here's the big difference, though. Brett Favre, when he was 39 years of age, and he came over here, he had to learn a whole new offense at that stage of his career. Right. Right? Whereas if he went to Minnesota, which is ultimately where he wanted to be, under Daryl Bevel and Brad Childress and all that, he knew the offense. He knew all that That's stuff why he already, right? Right.
1: Took the team to the NFC Championship.
0: Rogers coming here, he knows the offense already. It's Nathaniel Hackett, so there is not any of that learning curve for a guy like him. So that might make the Jets even more of a preferred destination. But let me ask you this: Do you think if the Jets are able to close this deal, and maybe Nathaniel Hackett has a big say so in doing it, right, because of the relationship with Aaron Rodgers, they both both speak glowingly of one another? Do you think that makes up? And is that redemption for his disastrous season in Denver last year if he's able to be one of the driving forces to get Aaron Rodgers over to the New York Jets?
1: Absolutely. He's, Mo- <laughs> he's, he's Moses. We forgot Moses, like, baby. We, we, we forget. He came down with the Ten Commandments like, thou shalt not fumble, thou shalt not throw interceptions, thou shalt score touchdowns.
0: Imagine how a Denver Bronco fan looks at this, right? Like, let's say they're watching the news cycle, and then all of a sudden, hey, Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. He's reunited with Daniel Hackett. They probably spit their food out of their mouth thinking, wasn't that supposed to be the plan with us That's in Denver? That supposed to be us, right? That was supposed to be us.
1: <laughs> so, but, but here's the crazy thing, too, though. Like, I, I believe, I truly believe that if Aaron Rodgers comes over, I believe Alan Lazard's probably coming with him. Alan Lazard? And how about. What about Marquez Valdez-Scantling from Kansas City? He
0: might be – you know, you might be able to pry him as well. Get the band back together.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you only need one. I mean, he's a vertical threat. You know, you also got you, – you know, Joe, uh, Salas talked about, you know, blocking. He's talked about he's – talk, he's talked about blocking in the run game. You know, Alan Lazard is basically a defensive tackle, right? He, he gives you the same thing that Mims gives you. He gives you the same thing that Corey Davis gives you. Uh Listen, I'll, I'll take Valdez. We got the same agent. I'll take Valdez over here. I think he tried to get Valdez here a couple of years ago. But you know what? Valdez was in in, in the doghouse with Aaron Rodgers. Remember? Right. <laughs> so so I think Alan Lazar is probably more, um, probably probably a better choice.
0: Just don't get Randall Cobb to come back for another year. No, but, no, like, we, we don't do. have we, to do we, that.
1: We got Elijah Moore. I think that I think they cut Barrios, man, to save that money, what four million dollars? Because you got You got to believe and you got to believe in Elijah Moore. You know, and the fact that it, it was like that LaFleur took it personal, uh and it seemed like he took it personal because all the, the plays that Berrios got was plays that Elijah Moore had balled out before the year before definitely suggests that, you know, the right that that was the right thing. You can't you can't get your feelings involved in the winning and the losing. You know, when you talk about, you know, designing plays and, and, and not setting up plays for Elijah Moore because he cussed you out.
0: Thanks for listening to the Barton Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Bart, we still got to do audio files today. I, I, I mean, we haven't done the Knicks yet. We got a lot of stuff we have to sandwich in over the next 90 minutes or so. But we got to hear from the people as well. Let's go to the phones. Jeff Greenwich up next, 98.7 ESPN. Jeffrey, how are you? Hey, good. I'm, I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Good, Jeff. Good. Hey, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, long, uh, first-time caller, long-time listener. Uh, and I've always wanted to say, uh, Bart, uh, being a, a huge Jet fan that I've I've been for 39 years, I've never been more proud to be a Jet fan following that, uh, that game against the Patriots where you gave that iconic interview. So thank you for that because I, we honestly haven't felt that good since. But I think the Jets are finally getting close to putting a, a team together that can compete. Yep. Now, you guys spend a
2: lot of time, or everybody spends a lot of time talking about uh rogers and what if? so let's let's assume that the jets do get rogers and and you guys kind of answered my questions over the last
0: few minutes but uh where do where do we get the cap space to add you know to uh to some other parts of the the lineup that we uh that we need whether it's safety or offensive line and and what guys do you think might be a good fit or might be available to the jets well, look, first and foremost, and Jeff, thanks a lot for the phone call. I mean, if let's just assume you have your quarterback. I mean, that's first and foremost what you need. Bart, you've already alluded to it. They have to at least solidify this offensive line. Now, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of different bodies in there, but they have to at least find five guys that are going to be Fairly consistent in the lineup throughout the season. Okay, that goes without saying. You're getting AVT back, which is a big help. Max Mitchell. Max Mitchell. Becton, it looks, hey, he's post. Beckton basically, I don't know if he's trying to double as a fashion model here, but he's posting pictures in front of the mirror like every single day during his workouts. He's looking fit and trim. Now, is he going to be able to withstand 17 games? We'll see. He hasn't done that yet, but he's somebody that's going to be back into the mix here. Dwayne Brown's coming back, so they'll have options at least. So you need that. Defensively, you got a couple of
1: guys on the interior of that line that are free agents. So Sheldon Rankins, and you think about uh, Solomon. You know, I think you let them graduate. You need you need a bigger body, right? You you a lot of times those guys getting blown off the ball. That's why I said pool four. You go get your big fat guy. You know, I love the kid from um from Baylor. If you if you want to draft to him thirteen, I got no I got no qualms if you're able to solidify the offensive line through free agency. Then I think you're able to go out and, and maybe get get Fat Boy from them. You could probably move back and get him, you know. He and li- and there's a lot of
0: linebackers, right? I mean, they they need help at the linebacker position because two of those guys are free agents in Kwan and Quincy.
1: Yeah, I think I think you bring maybe Kawan back or Quincy back, you know, on a three year deal. You see, you get Kawan, you can get him a three year deal. If you if you get if you get uh, Q, you got to go a little you got to go a little longer because he's younger, right? So I. I mean, I bring one of those guys about to keep that continuity axe. Uh, C.J. Mosley, take a pay cut or give him an extension, a pay cut, because his salary cap is getting you know going to be a little bit heavier this year. They, they have options, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be more guys continuing to um, graduate from certain uh, programs, and you're able to nip at their heels. And I think if Aaron Rodgers, much like when Tom Brady went down to Tampa, guys were willing to come certain places, you know, cheaper. Now, if you're thinking high end, like safety help, then it's Jesse Bates. Or you're thinking about high-end, you're thinking about uh, Gardner, right? Gardner-Johnson, but that's, that's, that's going to cost you top-of-the-market mm-hmm. money.
0: Yeah, they're going to want to get – I mean, C.J. Gardner-Johnson's going to want to get paid coming off of, coming off of uh, Super Bowl and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I don't it, know if the Jets that, – that might be too rich for the Jets' blood.
1: Yeah, and Bates will as well. You know what I mean? But dude, listen, when you look at that of the, defense. By the way,
0: both of those Bengals safeties are free agents, aren't they? Jesse Bates and Von Bell.
1: I don't know if Von Bell is. Let but me I see. Know, I know Poirier is, and I know Jesse Bates is.
0: Jordan Poirier, though, is so beat up. That's the only problem. Well, right? that
1: was last year. It was an elbow, though. It wasn't something that concerns me as far as his knees or his back. Von you know, Bell's a UFA as well. Well, yo, know, Von Bell's a little older, though, too. It's
0: twenty. It'll be 29.
1: I mean, when, when, you, when you think about it, right, when you think about it, as far as Jesse Bates, he's 26 years old because they, they drafted Dax, Daxon Hill um, last year from Michigan, then he's going to step in and take, take care of that because you know that, you know, they're going to try and figure out how to pay T. Higgins or try and figure out how to, how to extend Joe Burrow but you know, So, you have options. Put it that way. You have options if you want to go – I mean, if you want to go big sea fishing, but, but you can't pay a defensive lineman because Quinnen wants his yep. money and he probably won't get his money. So, if you bring in a high-priced defensive tackle, how is that going to affect him? But hey. if you go out and pay somebody – there because, listen, you're not really paying a corner. I mean, you're not paying him that much money, right? No. And then you have a rookie. So, on defense, really, who are you paying? You're paying C.J. Mosley and you're paying Carl Lawson, which I think you you'd let him graduate. So I mean, if you if you go out and get a safety, I think that's that's important. They lost Joyner, and um, and White was okay, but they need they need a dog out there. They, they need, need one. They, they need a big dog, and Jesse Bates would be a big dog for them.
0: Or I'm telling you, the kid from Alabama, maybe
1: you well, know, okay. at well, 13. we we'll draft him at 13, then and they'd be young and cheap at that position.
0: You're right. You know, that's a good point, and and, and remains to be seen if CJ is willing to play ball too, because he's making a lot of money. You know, will he be willing to maybe give a little bit back?
1: Of course, you, you extend him. You give him more job security, and you, you extend him.
0: Let's say hi to Jimmy East Rutherford up next here on 98.7. Jimmy, what's up, bud? Hey, man, I appreciate you guys taking, you know, taking my call. As a big Jet fan, I'm going to tag along with the, old, uh, what the last caller said, Bart Scott, can't wait. I think <laughs> okay. that's what we're all waiting on right now, can't wait. As a Jet fan, the last 12 seasons, none of our quarterbacks have had a record over five hundred. They haven't had a winning record, so we need to get this right. Aaron Rodgers. We did the right initiative, taking the ride out there. Hopefully, we get this done right. If not, we got to have a contingency plan on Lamar. But we need to get this right for the love of New York. I I, I gotta win. We we I gotta watch my team win the Super Bowl. It, it's it's about time for New York to, to to
2: get on that level. So I'm just here waiting, like my guy Scott Abart said, we can't wait.
1: No doubt. Well,
0: I mean, it's only been 55 years, Jim. I, I mean, geez. I mean, what's another couple, right? I mean, well, five and no, a half
1: decades, right? Well, well, the last time you did that. You know, the guy had what? He had number 12 on last time you won a Super Bowl.
0: Do you believe, speaking of, you know, winning a Super Bowl, have you seen, by the way, (laughs) like over the last couple of days, since Monday, okay, according to BetMGM, and I know that's right up your alley and you're going to have something to say about them coming up in just a little bit here, but since Monday, the Jets are – like – Sit down for this. Like, this is planet Earth. We're actually having this discussion. We're exchanging these words on planet Earth. Since Monday, the Jets are the most bet team to win the Super Bowl.
1: Get in there early, baby. The New
0: York Jets.
1: Get in there early.
0: And this is all because of speculation. Because they went on a plane and went out to California to meet Aaron Rodgers. 20% of the tickets, 32% of the handle, the New
1: York Jets. Well, last time, A.A. Ryan was doubted. He only came back and ran off two MVPs. True. And listen, when you look at the bank, the, the Bills, they look so vulnerable. They don't have their defensive coordinator. They're going to maybe lose Poirier, one of their one of their generals. Edmonds is out, right? Their their linebacker Edmonds is. By out. the way,
0: Tremaine Edmonds, yay or nay? Or do you think that's going to be too expensive?
1: I uh, I don't uh, he he he's just an average guy. I mean, they, they, they 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 play they play a lot in nickel. He wasn't that dog. Listen, you still you still got David Long right there too. You know from, they missed
0: him in that game that the Jets beat them this year at the Meadowlands.
1: Edmonds him. was missed. But you got but you got David Long as well. You know what I mean from Tennessee, a lot of people don't know about him, right? And also the kid from um from the coach that balled out. Like I you know I don't I, you know, nah. I'd rather go with the guy with the Colts because he's younger. You know what I mean? He, he filled in for, um, for Darius Leonard the entire year.
0: And he's going to get himself a payday because of that.
1: You yeah, know, yeah I rem- but, it won't, but it won't be a crazy
0: payday. Right. Well, the thing you mentioned about Aaron Rodgers, like being doubted. Remember he mentioned that on McAfee the last time. What was it? Mm-hmm. It was last week when he was on, like after he got out of the cave or whatever. And he said he's been doubted before. And you almost think that he does have that chip on his shoulder. So if he does indeed end up here – I think you're going to get, well, I mean, look, it's dangerous to say that you're going to get a motivated player because you would hope all athletes are going to be motivated, especially one that's going to be getting paid as much as he is this year. But maybe that extra fire, that's not necessarily something you would expect in a guy who's 39 years of age, who's accomplished everything there is to accomplish. He's going to waltz into the Hall of Fame first ballot. But there is going to be, I think, something to prove. And, you know, you think about legacy and every guy plays this game. You want to leave your mark. That's your legacy. You left a legacy. But do you know, I I mean, you can't even put it into words, what winning a championship as the quarterback of the New York Jets would do for someone's legacy and especially for his? Like, we've talked about it. What Mark Messier is to Ranger fans and into most hockey fans' minds. A guy won five cups with the Edmonton Oilers. He comes here. He wins one with the Rangers. And that one is the one that's most memorable in his career because it had been 54 years.
1: Right on. But listen, you hit the nail right on the head, and I think Aaron Rodgers would also love to be able to have the connectivity with uh, the business market being a big market, being a place where he likes to live, place where he likes to entertain himself. Go out, can, can Can't you imagine him like at uh Carbone's with like a big bottle of wine? <laughs> Carbone's. Like sitting there, yeah, sitting there, sitting there, holding shop with everybody around, like the knights at the round table, sitting there Does drinking he eat that with the stuff, fireplace. Though? Don't matter. They'll make whatever he wants. What are you talking about? I can. See he's like a vegan dude, isn't he? And and all those, you know. Well, okay, okay. Let me. Okay, Eleven Madison. Okay, you want me, to go, to yeah, you want me yeah. go to another Michelin? You want me go to another Michelin restaurant? Okay, I'll go to a Michelin vegan res- restaurant for you, though. Okay, so so he'll he'll be going there, right? He'll be he'll he'll be at uh you know Mad- Eleven Madison, sitting there holding eating some vegan um well I guess all wine is vegan vegan and and, and eating uh, asparagus uh sushi and all that type of stuff. So listen, this 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 matches his swag. Right? So he can come here and, and live whatever life. That's what I love about New York. If you're a guy that want to be out like, you know, it, Brett Favre lived out in on a farm, yeah. right? And you know, he can he can live right there by ni- uh, by 90 you know, what was it? 90 acres out there in uh pack Live out there. Yeah, the Jets are in the boonies.
0: People don't realize. Like, some people not from around here, they don't realize it. Like, where the Jets facility is, I mean, that's in the boonies. That's way out in rural New
1: Jersey. Yeah, it's slow life. Yeah. But it's only 45 minutes from the city. Or he can just do it what it most people do from Bernardsville, right? Hop in a helicopter and go to the city when you want to go to the city, land on a hello pad, take him thirty minutes.
0: And that's the thing, like remember, he for all these years, you know, he played in the in Green Bay is the smallest market, not just in the NFL, it's the smallest market in professional sports. And he existed there. You didn't hear about him, you know, well, I mean, there's not much of a nightlife anywhere out in, in Green Bay anyways, but I could see him being. here. I don't know if you're going to read in page six and all this stuff about Aaron Rodgers out and about in New York City. I just don't think he's that kind of guy. He
1: might be somebody that the, lives the low life in Jersey. But the thing is, even if he does, nobody's going to report on it because nobody cares. Nobody cares. And so, you know how many stars live here? Yep. Like nobody cares. You like you can be sit out there. You can see Jay Z and Beyonce eating, and nobody going to say nothing. You see Riri and um her her man. What is name? Travis? Not Travis Scott. Was it the other? Whatever. You 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 see them out like. Nobody really follows them around unless you call the paparazzi. I mean, you see Danny. Did you see uh, uh, this guy that owns the uh who? Chinese place? Robert De Niro. You see Robert De Niro walking down the street. Like nobody gonna care. Nobody. Gonna, oh my God! There's Aaron Rodgers. Like, hey, what up, Aaron? Like you. you Don't care you, about that for the first
0: couple of weeks, and then after that, it's business as usual.
1: Have you ever seen anybody say anything about Aaron Judge being out? I mean, hell, uh Harvey was in Times Square. Nobody even knew who the hell he was. Nobody cares. Go do you. We ain't going to bother you. We're, we're, we're going to nod the head. Hey, hey Aaron, what up? That's it. Matt Harvey, by the way, shout out uh, Team
0: Italy. Matt Harvey, the world baseball classic, trying to uh, salvage whatever's left of that baseball career.
2: <laughs> Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon
0: on 98.7 ESPN. But right now, Bart, now is the portion of the program where we're going to sit back and we're going to allow some others to do the heavy lifting, to do all the talking. You know what they call that? Audio files. The Audio file. It is indeed time for the Audio Files, brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. It's the place you got to go if you need some pain management. All right, some Audio Files, and you know what? We'll continue on the theme that we've been discussing here for the last little while, and that is the Jets. That is Aaron Rodgers. Here is Adam Schefter on SportsCenter, Bart, saying that as far as the Packers are concerned, they're ready to move on.
2: Him playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers in 2023 looks increasingly unlikely. Jordan Jordan Love looks more and more like he's going to be playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers no matter what Aaron Rodgers decides. It seems to be and feels like it's moving in that direction.
0: I mean, those are the indications that we've gotten so far, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, and I think that's why I think that, you know, they need to get Aaron Rodgers out of the building and you don't let them fleece you for Aaron Rodgers. It's like when you know that you're moving on, don't expect me to be in a desperate situation and bidding against myself.
0: Here's Dan Graziano, not Dan Grasa, Graziano of ESPN, saying that, you know what, we're going to find out one way or the other, and we're going to find out pretty soon. That certainly indicates a strong chance that it's heading in the direction of him being traded to the Jets. Now, it doesn't mean it's automatic. Let's say he talks to the Jets, doesn't like what he hears, right? decides to go back to Green Bay, decides to retire, wants to bring other teams into the mix. These are all things that are possible. But I think it's further along than some people realize. And if you just look at the calendar, it was this day last year, the Tuesday before free agency week, that Rodgers announced he was staying with Green Bay. Yep. They did that new contract. So this is the time when this stuff happens. It wouldn't surprise me to see a resolution on this at some point this week. I think that that's more coincidence than anything else. I mean, look, the new league year is starting next week, and that's why you want to have an answer one way or the other. So I wouldn't draw too many conclusions, you know, rewind to last year when Rodgers or whatever it was when he told the Packers he was coming back. It might have been like on this day or around this day. It's just a coincidence. It's always,
1: it's always around this
0: day. Yeah, because this is when the new league year starts, and so I, I think that it's more coincidental than anything else. But, yeah, I would agree. I think, hell, it might even be before the end of the week when we're going to know one way or the other.
1: Absolutely. I think before the 15th, he has to let him know. Um, and like you said, that's why we always call the combine an unofficial tapering period. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> because everything was discussed there, and that's and that's what came out of it. Let's go see Aaron. Yeah, we'll get rid of him. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, Rob Domofsky, who covers the Packers. He's covered the Packers forever. I think he he, he covered them back when Lombardi and Bart Starr were doing their thing with the Packers. That's how <laughs> piped in that Rob Domofsky is. He was um, – He joined the guys yesterday on TMKS and discussed a little bit about if a trade is going to be done, what would the compensation be? I asked a bunch of people about that at the Combine last week, and even if it's a one-team market, people around the league still seem to think that it's going to take a first-round pick. Now, if you're the Jets, you know, what do you do? You start with a three, right? And be like, oh, well, he doesn't want to be there, and where else are you going to send him? You know, and maybe it goes up from there. If I remember right, and I was covering this at the time, I think the trade for Favre was a third-round pick that ended up having some contingencies on it that ended up becoming a second-round pick in 2009. Incidentally, the Packers used that second-round pick to trade back up into the first round to get Clay Matthews. And at that time, was far of any different in his career other than you just didn't know how much longer he was going to play because he had retired once. But as far as where they were at in their career, I'm not so sure there was a huge difference in terms of what they had left, what they had done recently. Bart, I might be in the minority. Like I said, I still think this could be this done 34. without a one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I can, yo, if I can get a second, if I can give it away for a second, yo, that's that's what's up. If I can get it done for a second round draft pick or a third in a second, yo, and I got that first round draft pick, and I can go out and get me a war daddy, a, either uh, a defensive tackle or safety or you know the the the, the best fat boy there, or who, who knows, even a tight end from um, Georgia. That's it's options, and that's what you want. You want to see Joe Douglas be able to keep as many draft picks as he can because he's been knocking it out of the park.
0: Look at what he did last year. I mean, first and foremost, I mean, that was an extremely successful draft class. And the thing, like a lot of people are asking this question. Okay. Like if you're the Jets, why are you so gung-ho on bringing this guy in? And then after all, why would the Packers want to be getting rid of him? They must know something that nobody else does. Well, no, it's not that necessarily. There comes a point where you have to kind of say goodbye and move on to the next thing because you have a first-round pick sitting there collecting dust. You eventually want to turn the reins over to him, just like they did once upon a time with Brett Favre, and then passing the torch to Aaron Rodgers. And oh, by the way, Bart, if the ultimate goal is to win, despite the fact that Aaron Rodgers was the MVP of the league in two out of the last three seasons, Packers playing in the Super Bowls in those years? Meh. No. And did they even make the playoffs this past year? Meh. No, so they figure, you know what? Why be on the hook for all that money? We got a young guy here. It's going to be cheaper for us. Let's surround him with some more talent. And, you know, we've tried this thing for the last 15 years. It's, you know, it's run its course. We had a good time. We got a ring to show for it. But, hey, it's a new era of Packer football. I think that's how they look at it.
1: Yeah, I and mean, when you talk about it, listen, that's that's the best time to move on. It was hard to move on from Aaron Rodgers when he's the best player in the NFL. You know, to the fan base. Like, oh, we're getting rid of the guy that's an MVP. You can't walk away from MVP. But, you know, if he goes back to MVP year, then you can't get rid of him the next year. So now you're stuck with him for three years. This is the best time because the fan base is like, well, we didn't do anything with him. Let's just start over. Because finally the, the the Roger Magic seemed like it wasn't good enough to, to get them 13-3 and three in the home field advantage.
0: And not to say that it won't work for the Jets. You know, not to say that it won't pay dividends and it won't be even more successful than it was for Green Bay the last couple of years. You know, Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, won him a Super Bowl, right? Matthew Stafford didn't win squat with the Lions. He goes to the Rams. He wins a Super Bowl.
1: And that's what it is, right? You know, it's like the law of attraction. Like people, certain people that still believe in Aaron Rodgers and his talent and his aura, and they will say, you know what? I'll go over to the Jets. The Jets are a cool team. They're an up-and-coming team. Where the year before when they were trying to get Kirk Cousins – Kirk Cousins used them. Yep. You talk about uh, uh what's the, the linebacker, Anthony Barr, he used them Oh, remember like, that. Now mm-hmm. you have guys saying, you know what, this team is building something, and if they've got good money to pay me, I'll go, I'll go latch on because I know I'll be playing in the playoffs. This thing, all they needed was twenty two points a game, and they probably would have won eleven games.
0: Hundred percent. By the way, you just brought up Anthony Barr. I forgot to bring this up earlier, talking about linebackers. How much mileage do you think Eric Kendricks has left? He got cut.
1: Ah man, Eric, Eric Kendrick is one of my favorite linebackers of them all. The problem is you can't pair him with another older linebacker, so you can't pair him with. Uh, you know he's only been in the league eight years. Seems like it's been forever. Know. I've known him and his brother forever, um, but he's still a good player, man. He's he's a he's an upper echelon player. He's a smart, crafty guy. You know what I mean? He's a threat to be a Pro Bowler every year. He's he's really really good, man. I just don't know if you're going to bring in two veteran linebackers. To play with each other, that's eight plus years ahead of them. Like because CJ's been in the league like eight years or nine years. You know, you you want you want a young guy. You want a young you want a young. Well, no, I'm thinking about cat. the other the, the
0: other team in town. That's what I'm saying. They need oh, linebackers. Oh hell, oh
1: hell yeah, hell yeah, Kendricks, Kendricks and Marcus Petersons Marcus Peters and 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 and, and Kendricks would be. Barbecue chicken That'd be all they need
0: And the Marcus Peters Connection to Wink Like you talked about earlier That's the slam dunk Uh, Speaking of the Giants We talked a lot about them Of course Began the show with them With the Daniel Jones Saquon Barkley News Our good buddies Jordan Renani Covers them for ESPN And he was on ESPN Radio And said you know what Saquon's got the tag right now But he thinks something Will get done long term
1: Here's the thing, in a perfect world, I think the Giants would vote to use the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley, $10.1 million, you're basically renting a running back for another year. His sixth year in the NFL. But if you're Saquon Barkley, that's your worst nightmare, right? Because you're a running back and you're you're entering your sixth year in the NFL. And the last thing you want is no security. They are not that far off numbers-wise, so I do think that long-term deal is likely Within the next in the next week, I would not be surprised to see a long-term deal done between the two parties.
0: Personal feelings aside, everybody wants security. Everybody wants the long-term deal, Bart. But let's look at this thing responsibly. It's not the worst thing to have a running back on a one-year franchise tag. It's not.
1: Yeah, but you know, it's a way for him to be on a two-year deal and be able to get out of it as well, and and still give you uh, salary cap relief because the ten is the hard cap. If they give him a four-year deal, but it's really a two-year deal that cap number can probably be lowered to probably like seven. And then that allows you to go do some other things, right? And the money you get back in every, every million that you save is an opportunity to sign a, a good player that can help you win and create depth. All right.
0: Lastly, let's hear from Ryan Clark on NFL live. We talked about Saquon. but well, what about Daniel Jones? He gets the multi-year contract from the giants. What does the former safety think about the new giant QB contract?
1: they prioritized the quarterback they wanted to make sure they got Daniel Jones deal done now you look at the deal if it's four for 160 at its base that's 40 million a year that's a little bit above what I think Daniel Jones is worth but if you believe that this is your guy going forward if Daniel Jones and throwing 15 touchdowns cutting down on the turnovers getting you to the divisional round of the playoffs is exactly what you needed to see then the New York Giants went out and did exactly what they felt they needed to do now keeping both of their young stars on the offense it's about how you build around daniel jones going forward you've now given him that second deal it's not one of those deals that totally blows your salary cap so can daniel jones take that next step and be worth the money that i think they're paying him over what he's earned up to this point that's the important part for the new york giants
0: gives it flexibility the cap hit is the most intriguing part of it because it's not that significant and the giants could still go out there and add around him
1: and remember this right Daniel Jones was 600 yards behind Saquon Barkley and leading the league team in rushing. So let's let's not just act like we oh but, you know, because you know Ryan's my guy, but oh 15 touchdown passes is a uh, bro. he ran for a lot more. So, seven ooh, more, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the, the, you add that to his total. That he was directly responsible for twenty-two, which puts him only seven behind Aaron Rodgers. So don't 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 don't, don't, don't do that, man. Don't 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 shade him. Don't 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 poke because he gave you seven hundred yards rushing. Which you know, it's on some teams was right there. You know, some teams probably had 800 yards rusher, 800 yard rusher. You know, look at Buffalo, he's right there with one. Of, you know, one of the best rushing attacks as well. So let's not let's not do him like that, man. In right, a don't perfect, let y'all do him like that.
0: But in a perfect world, over as his career progresses, you know the the the, the mobile aspect to it. You know, you'd like to see him settling more as a pocket passer no, because no,
1: no, these were designed runs, Dan. These weren't these were quarterback sweeps. When 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 you when you get the math right, a lot of his touchdown runs and yardage was like designed runs. No, I get
0: it, like the Josh Allen stuff. But he, here's the thing: if this is the next five ten years, no, I don't even want to say ten years. Ten is too much. But the next five years, for example, how much of a toll is that going to take on his body and his durability potentially?
1: And he's 25 years old. He won't start slowing down until he get like, 32. Well,
0: that's what I'm saying. Another five years of this, though, with all the hits, I right. just want to keep him upright. But remember, because last year, not last year, the year before, he had the neck injury, which was worrisome. That was another thing that factored into the whole decision of, hey, 50-year option. He was having a neck injury that shut him down. So Yeah, that's,
1: yeah, that's what happens when, you're, when, you're ta- when, when, when your tackles aren't good. And you ain't got nobody to throw the ball to. All right, that is the
0: Audio Files. It's brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. See that for guys like Daniel Jones, potentially. For a pain free life, visit samwellpain.com today.
1: Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.